dropped the subject. Don't be fooled. That's not a remix to our intro song. That is Allie right there doing some real live, fresh, and lesbian beatboxing. I think everyone hoped that that was a joke, but nope. it wasn't. That's it. If you're looking to be fooled, you've come to the uh, wrong place. Uh, in fact, well, I shouldn't. I should, I should choose my words carefully because we've done a lot of things in the past that we've tr- we've tried to be for real about, and people assume we're joking. And then there's times that we've done jokes and they've backfired. Um, so who knows what we'll get into today? But I usually, uh, as far as April Fools goes. I already have two real kids now, so all of the fake pregnancies uh, I'm immune to, <laughs> and uh, everything else. It's just uh, we're, we live in a world where everyone has apparently lost their sense of humor. So yeah, I think that a lot of people are saying that April Fools has been going on ever since the last election. So they're like, there's no pranks that can be placed on us now that haven't already been placed on us mm. by this point. I also think that April Fools is, I think it's losing its spirit a little bit. I think we're losing the heart of. April Fools. I think it's gotten too commercial now. I think it's really just an excuse for companies to promote themselves and talk about some new weird flavor of smoothie. And you know, it's oh, a it's new flavor of smoothie. Where? Yeah, it's been, <laughs> it's, it's kale flavored, Kevin. Oh, run now, it. run for the hills. Damn it! I just don't think that there's any love there anymore. I just think that it's gotten completely commercialized and corporate, it's and am- I don't believe it in anymore. It's uh, it's amateur hour in the same way that you know New Year's Eve. I think used to be a time I enjoyed going out and reveling and now I just look at it and go Sheesh, is, posh. is that the night I really want to be at a bar next to my parents who go out once every five years or whatever <laughs> once a year it's like the amateur hour where some guy throws up on his rental talks right it's, New Year's Eve. it's like when you go to the airport and you can tell people that have never traveled before uh, and always, you're like no and you're always behind them in security it's like that yeah yep, yep, yep. always right behind that person who's like I can't I can't bring nine tubes of toothpaste on the plane <laughs> I, don't, I don't get it what about this also gallon of water uh, no um yeah and I think that this is is also a tough day for people that have actual news. You know, that it if it's like their grandfather dies suddenly and then they're trying to tell their loved ones and everyone's like, you guys. And it's like, no, he's actually dead. Yeah, it's not a good not a good day uh, to deal with real things. I think that people oftentimes, that at least in their in their in the back of their mind or the front of their mind, they know that they should be on high alert, do not expect anything bad day to get a raise. I mean, it's never a bad day to get a raise, although today, if you get a raise, it's probably a fake one, so don't get too excited <laughs> about it. And and now people are being held responsible for the way that people react to, like, so let's just say, someone says, hey, congratulations, uh, I'm the boss. Everyone's getting a 50% pay raise. Because he wants to shoot a viral video of his entire company going, you know, I said he, because probably it's a he. Going, going, Only he would pull a prank right. like I mean, that. I mean, the like, other prank, yeah, I'm so funny. The other prank would be if I said a woman was running the company. I mean, <laughs> Everyone would be, be like, hilarious. yeah, right. So, and, and then someone jumps up to celebrate and pulls their back. Now they've got a lawsuit against this guy because his prank is what made the guy celebrate and hurt himself. And it used to be- so That person too, actually did get a raise then. I guess they did. It wasn't too long ago where- in some ways, this was like Halloween, right? Halloween, you can kind of go out. You can you can be a different version of yourself where everyone's cool with it because it's Halloween and you're dressed like a slutty cat, so you can do whatever you want. No one seems to care. April Fool's for a while was like, all right, if you want to go a little bit over the edge or cross the line or... Say yeah, you can get away with a get, little more. Get away with a little more. Now, no. It's, uh, it's, although I will say, uh, I will give this new company we work for a little bit of credit. This is the first year in probably six years where you and I have not had to sit before a lawyer and a PowerPoint presentation. Kevin, don't say it. 
Oh, why? The day is young. We may still have that yes, after the show. Yes, I feel like as soon as you mention it, they're going to bring it back. They're going to yes, they're going to bring it back, oh, and then they're going to mention a bunch of stuff that like other shows did or oh. that we did specifically, and I they're going to say here's all the legal things that are wrong with it. I mean, making the presentation that's a. That's an accomplishment right there. This was right the there. first uh, year, I think, that you and I had a pretty good shot of having multiple things we've done on the air. <laughs> it's like an awards. Used as exa- <laughs> examples of what not to do. And uh, you get one. Any any old radio show can get one. But we, we were uh, pretty sure going to get two or three this year. Uh-huh. I was super excited about it. And now they finally got rid of that uh, annoying uh, thing that we had to sit through where the lawyers go over. April Fool's is a real deal. You cannot pretend that your radio station has been taken hostage. It's, a, it's about two hours of them going, here's something. Here's an example of something that'd be pretty fun. Pretty fun, right? Right? Yeah, Yeah. okay. Here's a list of why you can't do that. And I know everyone wants to have fun, but that's their whole thing. We know you want to have a good time. Even if you pretend to give away a million dollars on the radio (laughs) by saying caller 10 right now to 833-77-CALL-Q, even just mentioning that could put us on the hook for coming up with a million dollars. And that would not make your boss happy. Mm-hmm. So, uh, anyway, we're not giving away a million dollars. Not yet, anyway. <laughs> so, You're planting the seed, Kevin. It is uh, it is one of those days that, as Ali said, it's an, a good excuse for people to talk about things that they're doing. Although, I just saw the, the breaking news. I don't know if this is necessarily a breaking news story, but Keebler... Or, or the company, I think it was oh, the cookies? The cookies, right? They're they're getting out of the cookie game, and so you look at it and you go, "Oh man, I love those cookies." Oh, they're getting out. Of, I guess uh, the bunch of those elves are going to get laid off, and then you go, "But is it even real, or is that just like a really not funny April Fool's joke?" And then tomorrow they unveil some new cookie, or right, this was the day yeah. that Burger King announces they're going to have a the vegan, a vegan burger. Yeah, which if it's not true, that's a lame joke. And if it is true, you're doing it today just to get people buzzing about it. Is that a prank? I announced the pregnancy. You know, um, my wife and um, our second. I announced our pregnancy April Fools of last year. I didn't. Oh, know. you did the actual pregnancy announcement. Yeah, but that's when we weren't allowed. To, that's when we were. Uh, we had a gag order against us. We weren't allowed to say anything on social media while they were trying to figure out what our future was going to be. Ah, uh, yes. And I decided to uh, go ahead and uh, test the waters by throw, <laughs> throwing a little. Uh, Baby picture, a little, out there. a little pregnancy picture. I said, "Hey, pe- pregnancy pictures make everything okay." <laughs> right? They, they can't want to fire me because I. Pre- oh, whoops. Well, yeah, I, 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 I guessed wrong on that one. <laughs> Wouldn't be the first time I guessed wrong. Well, the same. It's, it goes the same goes for good news too. Like I read a headline that was like, "Bitcoin is finally coming back, and it's actually going to be really high in price." And I was like, "Wow, this is exciting!" Because I was one of the idiots that bought Bitcoin when it was, you know, skyrocketed, and then as soon as I bought it, it plummeted. You've lost what 70 percent of oh yes i think more than that oh wow and so to see those headlines that are like it's making a comeback everybody i was like oh my god this is great but who knows if it's a april fool's day prank or not yeah well again be a dumb prank but everything apple announced last week they were lying about oprah's not doing something for them that was a big elaborate (laughs) very expensive april fool's tim cook is not gay that was all long april fool's even when trump called him tim apple that was all part of it (laughs) that was kind of the nice thing about anything that goes on today Good, bad, or otherwise, is that you just you you could use that. 
when all else fails, you could use that as just like, uh, oh, is it yeah. a- April Fool's Day? So Mueller's like, April Fool's. <laughs> oh, this you- has been two years of investigating. Yeah, because everyone knows the best pranks are the ones that take a lot of time. It's not, it's not like it used to be you just put a bucket of water over the door and it falls on someone. Spend millions of dollars yeah. for the best joke ever. So um, anyway, we got a good show planned today. No Fools, all April. That's going to be our motto. Uh, and uh, it's not a good motto. We didn't have a lot of time to think of a better one. We only have guest name April. We will uh, be back in a moment. When we return, uh, we're also welcoming you to join us with your voices as well. He calls for a variety of reasons. We've got a lot to get to. 833-77-CALL-Q. Not for a million dollars, because we don't have that to give away. However, we do have some other stuff, and we will get into all of that, tell you what we have in store for you next. Drop the subject. We'll be right back. Drop the subject. Drop, 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 drop the subject on the new channel Q. I'm Allie. Kevin is over there. He's distracted. I'm sorry, were you talking to me? Yeah. Distracted? How dare you? I was <laughs> getting my emotions in check for this very emotional conversation we're about to have I right know. now. I know. You did have an emotional weekend. Much more emotional than I had. Jeez, you have no idea. That was I was ill-prepared for that. I... Um, yeah, look, it's part of life. Akuna Matata, as they say. But um, I got to, uh, uh, on Friday, I, I went to a funeral. And I have not been to a funeral, <sighs> I want to say, it's a good problem to have. Yeah, say, it is, to not last, remember the last funeral. Because someone who spoke at this funeral I went to... And who, what, this was not an actual family member of yours. This was a friend's was, close family member, uh, right? A friend's father. Uh, in, a, in a pretty unexpected, um, you know, found out he was very sick, but but it was very far along when he found out, which some would argue um, there's a benefit to that, right? I mean, uh, you know, you can look at it a lot of different ways. I try to, I know you claim I'm pessimistic. I try to be optimistic when it comes to death and how sometimes when, when the unexpected happens, especially for people, older people that have lived a pretty full life, you know, you think like... You know, the, the flip side is seeing someone mentally and physically deteriorate for a decade and a half. And then, then and sometimes, I mean, yeah, there are the rare occasions where someone was like with it and driving until they were like uh, 99 years old. And then the Grim Reaper came and snatched them. Yeah, but that, that's true. But then also there's the whole early the early detection thing, Kevin, you know. Well, it's right. like, okay, we caught this early on. Let's just nip it in the bud. Let's get it out of there. And then you got another 10, 20 years. But then on the flip side, yeah, if you are really far along, then you'd kind of not want to know until the last minute so that you could just live your life in ignorant bliss. I um, had not been in a, the last funeral I was at. I spoke at it. was my grandma. That was the last funeral? Um, that was the last funeral that I actually was at. There have been others, uh, other people that I've lost either directly or... or I think you've just been missing some funerals I, that you're supposed to go to. Yeah, I didn't realize... You know, cause I, I, they put out... It, it's weird. It's like this public, if you'd like to be a part of this, here's where you go at this time. But if no one who's directly, you know, in the immediate, immediate circle reaches out to me, and obviously they've got other things going on, I assume that maybe they want it to be a a smaller affair, you know, a smaller, more... And I never know because they have all these different... This happens with weddings sometimes, too. Like, they'll have certain things that are just for family or certain things that are just for out-of-towners or certain things. And funerals, because it's one of those life events like a wedding, it's the same thing, and I don't know... I'm always, my biggest fear, other than being in the coffin, 
Yeah, that's is a, going to the thing and being the guy that's like not in the family that like showed see, up and they're like this guy just wants a free bagel. My a friend of mine did that recently. Somebody that she went to high school with passed away and she went to his funeral and she realized when she got there that she she felt really out of place because yes. she was like I there was other people that actually asked like, "Oh, Wow, I'm surprised to see you here. And she has been obsessing about it for weeks since it happened because she's like, I was that person. I felt like I was that person that showed up to a funeral where it was like, you didn't really know this person. Why are you here? It's already, you know, to me, an uncomfortable enough situation. I, I don't handle that well. I don't handle emotions well. I'm very well, closed off. But I also don't think you probably handle funerals very well. I don't handle didn't funerals. you do some weird prank at your grandma's funeral? You probably I just haven't been invited to any. It wasn't a prank. It was prop comedy. I, I did <laughs> prop comedy. It did not go over like I thought it would go over. Yeah, trying to be carrot top at your grandma's I, funeral. I didn't have giant scissors or anything, <laughs> I, which I thought it would be fun to pull out uh, bingo balls and pretend I was calling bingo just to get the attention of the room. There's a lot of old people. It was at her senior citizen home. And then I would say, now that I have your attention, let's talk about this wonderful woman. Um, realized about four or five ping pong balls into my act that I was not really getting a lot of um not really getting a lot of attention from the yeah, room i think, I think the only uh, thing the old people hate more than not playing bingo is playing fake bingo yeah yeah i think that not winning anything and having a, a person who's so, probably 40 years younger than them and messing with them because of their dementia yeah i was running around florida trying to find that's where she died but i was running around florida trying to find ping pong balls because i thought this was going to be a killer bit <laughs> and the only balls Did you say that I, too? I didn't say that. The only ones I could find were at like a 7-Eleven and they said they had printed on them um, official beer pong balls. <laughs> uh, yeah. And I was thinking but but regardless I so on Friday I went to a a funeral and you know you get to hear people uh, speak and something interesting happened that I think relates to this radio station and to the LGBTQ+ community. But uh, there were some people that were speaking about, you know, and some of them were making jokes and, you know, about you know, funny stories about the person's life. I'm a big fan of that whole, let's not be all sad. And uh, it's sad enough. We don't need to make it sadder by, by talking about, let's well, I don't think, celebrate. Yeah. Let's I, try to celebrate the life and maybe leave a few lasting uh, quotes or stories that people can pass on from generation to generation. Because that really, especially with relatives I've never met before. I hear stories that my dad's told me that that you know his dad told him, and it's like I you know in some ways I don't know this person, but, but you feel I like you know them like a little know, more. At least through enough stories yeah. that are funny. You know? Well, I also feel like you are not alone. I think a lot of people are not calling them funerals anymore. I think people are calling them celebrations of life I and things you were like death that. brunches. They're calling them, yeah. and then all the gays will show up. Yeah. Did someone say brunch? <laughs> Is someone dead? I don't care. Um, but I think that it's more focused now on like they. People are less and less are saying to wear black to a funeral, yeah. and it's more about uh, you know let's instead of saying that how sad you are when you go up there and deliver a eulogy, you focus more on the memories, you focus more on the positive things, so that everyone can have a laugh and enjoy themselves and celebrate celebrate the life rather than mourn over it. And Tyler Tyler Henry, when I saw him last week, he did say that funerals are just for the living. Yeah, like the old people are already gone, right? There are, I mean, yeah, the their dead, souls the are somewhere right, else. They're, they're so gone, this is right. just for you. Yeah, if you have like heaven or hell, depending on what kind of life you live, then you believe in that. But if you've got all those options at your disposal, 
and someone's like, what do you want to do? It's Friday afternoon, and you're dead. And you're yeah. like, oh, man, I can bang all these women I used to date that are dead now. Or I can go back to this sad funeral. Forget that. Is that what you think happens? I think so. You can just bang people that you didn't get to bang? Yeah. Yeah, like people you didn't have a chance for. And with. we're just like, yes, when you're sure. Like, oh, yeah, That's so great. Yeah, bachelor season three, let's bang. I think we should take it further. I think that there should be destination funerals. It's not a bad idea. I well, think- look, uh, this guy apparently wanted to have his remains um, spread in a tropical locale that he used to go to quite regularly, oh. uh, which uh, I think that they're not doing because obviously there was a giant coffin there the whole time. So, you know, wait, what the hell? Oh, well, he wanted his ashes spread in a tropical place, and instead he's in a coffin and. Yeah. Not a tropical place. Not a tropical place, but I think that uh, they came to an agreement that that wasn't going to happen. That his needs didn't matter. But the but the point of all of this is that it does give you a chance. This is why I'm going to be pro funeral for a moment. If you don't go to them often, and and once again, that's a, it means life's going well for you. You don't go to them, but there are people that I think just like to go that do not have any relationship with the uh, uh, anyone involved, but they like. Um, how it's a very spiritual kind of cathartic, I mean, depending on how close you are to the person. This was a best case scenario for me if there's such a thing in that I had met this man multiple times. I was not close with him. Um, you know, his his son, I, I, I consider a friend, but also a guy that I'm not as close with as I used to be. So I was there really more in a supporting role like a lot of people are. So you're saying you shouldn't have been there. I was probably on the bubble. Like I think if I had not shown up, it wouldn't have been that big of a deal. No, it would have been like, where's Kevin? Someone had mentioned to me that he would have appreciated. There's people that he expected would be there. And really, he said, the thing that would have made this guy happy is the people that he would not expect to be there to be there. Oh, okay. That I was the unexpected to be there to be there to try to make the guy happy. You know me. Look, I'm a jokester. I like to make jokes. Why? I like to make people laugh. I like to make people chuckle. I like to make people forget about whatever issues they got going on in their lives, even if it's only for a little bit, and have a, a few laughs and think to themselves, oh, that was a more enjoyable commute or whatever, because I was listening to this guy ram- ramble on on the radio. So you did it to make the dead guy laugh? Well, I didn't get to speak. I didn't, I mean, understandably, I did prop comedy once at a funeral, but I didn't speak at it. And everyone who spoke finished their speeches. And they got to the point where they were going to now move everyone to the gravesite. And one guy from the back just runs up and goes, I'd like to speak, which I don't think happens a lot at funerals. And it was a guy that I think everyone was a little curious as to, was he going to uh, uh, unleash some deep, dark secret? Cool. And that's where I was thinking about this radio station, particularly. And do you believe, because there were some people that went up and spoke that had romantic relationships with the deceased. And they said, you know, we never officially got married, but we lived together for a long time. And then we broke up and, and some stories got unveiled. Do you believe that it is someone's right to reveal s- sexual or the sexuality of the deceased mm. afterwards? The I just don't know if I think that. Yeah, you can reveal those things afterwards, but maybe not at the funeral. But yeah. I guess if you're trying to make the funeral uh, a celebration of life, that would be a, definitely a, a celebration of their life to be like, by the way, I hit that. Yes. Uh, by the way, this person was a lot freakier than you guys think, and they had a, quite a an exciting sex life, and they were with everybody under the sun. Booyah. I think you should be able, and maybe you can do this in your will, I haven't filled one of those out yet, but you should be able to write exactly what secrets you want revealed and which ones you want to be buried with. I don't like the idea. <laughs> you have to pay more to be buried with all of them. Yeah, I don't want some loose cannon cousin of mine, you know, <laughs> deciding he wants to say a few words and just like, I don't want my loose cannon cousin saying anything no, at my no, funeral. Yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> Allie had sex with her. <laughs> I didn't That's why they call her Loose Cannon. Be back in a moment. This is the all-new Channel Q. Drop the subject. We'll be right back. Insert show intro here and... Drop the subject. Ah. Just like that. Now it all makes sense. A well-oiled machine, oiled exclusively with gun oil, the official lube. No. Uh, oh, it's not? Nope, 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 nope. No, it's Channel Q. We use actual lube. We have plenty of it. That's No, that's a, that's a type of actual lube, Allie. I can't believe I know things about the gay community that you don't know. Gun oil is? Yeah, there's like 47 varieties. I know this Yeah, but I don't need lube, so well, I don't do that. I'm saying I was one time at a uh, at a department, almost a hardware store, at a, uh, a, uh, was a pharmacy, and I was waiting for my medication for allergies. <laughs> let me just let you know what it was. And I was in a long line. And I was the, waiting for my medication for and, my allergies. And the line wrapped around all the way into the lube aisle. And it was, I could not get over the amounts of lube that they had for sale. I mean, what, a, what kind of industry? We what, you think that lube should be for rent? I couldn't believe there was like 50 varieties of lube available. Like well, I, but it's also because of allergies. Oh, is that why? Yeah. Oh, well, then that case. <laughs> so you were in the right aisle. Problem and solution because in the people, exact same yeah, place. Yeah, they're allergic to like latex and silicone and yeah. all that stuff. So then they're like, we have to do water-based lube and then silicone lube and then depending on the... Anyway. Well, what we don't know about lube around here, we uh, more than make up for... In, in dental dams. And you now that's not... Didn't we rename those to try to make them more popular? Didn't we call them... I think we called them... Orgasm blankets? Yeah. Yeah. And then we made a joke about how you... I need magnums. Oh, that's right. Ellie needs the big ones. No one brags about getting the big ones when it comes to dental. <laughs> oh, God, it's a funny show. I would listen. If I were you and I was... Uh, I would be enjoying this. I would be listening, too. Thanks for uh, giving us your ears. Much appreciated. 833-77-CALL-Q if you want to join the fun. Hit us up on the socials. DTS Show. Drop the subject. Or we are Channel Q. And uh, it's great that you have we have you with uh, people checking in, listening on their smart speakers. Some people have put us on in their office, which could lead to some problems depending on what it is we discuss. But right now, uh, let's learn from animals because they're way easier to book on this show than actual doctors, right? Mm-hmm. Well, today we are learning from an animal. I don't even know if this is considered an animal. I guess an insect. Is an insect an animal? Yeah, I guess so. Well, we've learned from insects before. We learned a lot about, from, remember we learned from fruit flies recently. Yes, yeah. And um, fruit flies are definitely one of the gayer animals, I would say. But Mosquitoes have always been sort of the nemesis of the human population, especially recently with all the diseases and the Zika and the dengue and whatnot. So there have been a lot of studies done recently Did about. You just call being gay a disease? Dengue. Dengue. Oh, okay. Deng, dengue. Just making Dunga. sure. All right. Because the world is messed up right now. You got to clarify those things. I'm dengue. Okay. I'm coming out. <laughs> uh, just make sure if you get complaints, that was Allie once again. That was, the, uh, that was the gay woman on the show, not the straight guy who said that. Okay. Uh, so they've been doing a lot of studies on the mating habits of mosquitoes. Because they want to solve the problem. How can we sterilize them? How can we make them stop procreating? Because there are too many mosquitoes and all of them have Zika and stuff. Yeah, either Your options are either Zika or dinosaurs. Yeah. Both bad options. <laughs> yes, bad, bad options. So they found out something very interesting. This is one of those accidental discoveries during one of their studies. There were some mosquitoes in a lab and they were getting it on. And then that's pretty hot. Yep, yep. Picture it on the radio. Mm-hmm. I think they were doing doggy style, and um, there was some music playing in the background. Dubstep, a specific song by the artist Skrillex, 
And they discovered that any time that song was playing, the mosquitoes stopped doing it. So they realized that this specific dubstep song could be the number one contraceptive when it comes to mosquitoes. Now that is an insult if you're Skrillex, because you'd, <laughs> I think you want to believe if you're making music... People one would want to be. Yeah, one of right. the greatest compliments I think that artists get is they'll say like, oh, you don't know the amount of people I met that said, my parents made love to this song and that's how I was born or this is on my getting freaky playlist or whatever. So when you find out that you've released a song that is making, even though it's only mosquitoes and actually you could be doing a service for humanity. I mean, if we can figure out a way to stop the mosquito, no one's ever been like, you know, it'd be great if we had more mosquitoes around here. No yeah. one's ever said that. No, nobody said that. Even spiders, I don't think would be on board with that. But you're right. I mean, certain artists, they have lovemaking music. Sade is somebody who's like, my music is lovemaking music. That mm-hmm. is basically the genre. Um, but for Skrillex, that is completely the opposite. And what I think we can learn from this, as we learn from the animals, is that it doesn't matter what species you are, bad music is bad music, and bad music will make you not want to have sex. Here is the Skrillex song in question. So if there's any mosquitoes, I feel bad for any mosquitoes that are listening right now. Hold on, let me take my wings off. Guy mosquitoes like, all right, we're on the third date. We've already eaten out of the garbage twice. It's time to go. The third date, I only live for a week, so we got to move this along. Here's the song that apparently uh, keeps mosquitoes from making love. It's funny because I'm actually really boned up right now. That got me really turned on. I actually think this just sounds like other mosquitoes. Is that maybe that's why? Because there could be look, they could be hearing a message in here that we can't hear, or it could just be the combination of. just picturing a really crowded dance floor that I don't want to be on. So here's the real question, Al. You're in your backyard having a barbecue this summer. Your option is mosquitoes everywhere or this song playing. Uh, I think I'd rather get eaten alive by mosquitoes. Yeah, you go mosquitoes. Right? Yeah. Uh, I mean, How much uh, Benadryl would I have to put in my ears to not hear this? <laughs> I also, this, this stops them from boning, but it doesn't necessarily stop them from biting. Yeah, but I guess the thought is, if there's less mosquitoes, then there will be less bites, right? And and uh, the concept of mosquito condoms never took off, so is Skrillex... They couldn't find condoms small enough? Is Skrillex the answer to uh, the mosquito problem? And it doesn't matter where you live, because as you said, this is kind of an international problem. The amount of baby moons that I had to cancel as a result of mosquitoes and mosquito migration and which mosquitoes had Zika and didn't have Zika, all I really would have needed potentially was just walking around with one of those speakers on my backpack that had Skrillex blasting. (laughs) At all times. And then your vacation is ruined anyway. Right. You know what I mean? Uh, I think that we just need to find another song that makes all the mosquitoes bite Skrillex so that he can't make any more music. Now that's an idea right there. Why don't you come up with that song? Maybe it's Sade. Sade, yeah. Yeah. All right, well, if you're just joining us, this song 
Maybe you're into it, maybe you're not. It's really not what it's about. It's that uh, scientists, real deal scientists. And you know you're a good scientist when your uh, days are consisted of studying dubstep music. Yeah, I know. I think that whatever scientist was like, hey guys, you want to put on some dubstep? It's kind of a uh, low energy in this room. And everyone was like, no. And then now look, it, it serves a purpose. It's like when they accidentally invented Viagra. This song is called Scary Monsters and Nice Sprites. And it um, has sold more than 2 million units in the U.S. And it won Best Dance Recording at one of the Grammys. If I was the father, if I had a mosquito daughter, this song would be on in her bedroom around the clock. You take off that mosquito crop top. <laughs> no, You're not going out like that. You know what? You want to wear those short <laughs> mosquito shorts out of this house? <laughs> well, that's fine, but I'll have Skrillex on in your room. All right? All right. Huh? Well, uh, there you go. This has been Learning from the Animals. Did we learn anything, Allie, actually, or no? I think we learned that bad music transcends humanity. All right. We may have just single-handedly helped solve the mosquito problem uh, with the help of Skrillex. Be back in a moment. When we return, we'll get into the possible headlines that we'll be breaking down in News It or Lose It. Will they be real headlines or will they be fake news on the one day that fake news is acceptable, April Fool's? We'll figure that out and more after this. Drop the subject. We'll be right back. Drop the subject. That's right. You're listening to Drop the Subject on the new channel Q. And we are all over the place, but we are wherever you are. If you download Radio.com, you can listen to the show while we're live. You can also download the podcast after the fact. If you're busy doing things, you know, like work, you can download at, um, us wherever you get your podcasts at Drop the Subject. Just give us a search. And I'm Allie and Kevin's over there. And now we are getting into News It or Lose It. Drop the Subject presents News It or Lose It. All right. I will read some headlines to you, Kevy Poo. Whoa, whoa. That's an off-air nickname only. <laughs> get one Sorry. time you get a little too drunk in college and mess your <laughs> pants. Nickname sticks with you forever. It's not true. God. And the pants stick to you forever. Hey, before we uh, get into the headline, we have a guest joining us today, don't we? Yes, we do. Okay. We yeah. should probably mention that. Uh, yeah, Grace Baldridge will be joining us very soon, actually. She um, she is actually doing something really interesting, which she is uh, going around and speaking to all of those crazy religious people that say that gayness is wrong. And uh, she's also raising a lot of awareness about gay conversion therapy with mm. a new documentary. So we will I've talk to her about all that. I've invested a lot of my money in gay conversion therapy. <laughs> so I hope that she's on board with now, it. You just thought it was a math thing. Yeah, I yeah. said, look, math math makes money, all right? You're, you got that conversion therapy, next thing yeah. you got an algorithm, then you're working for Netflix. Let's do it. All right, I'm going to give you some headlines. We will decide what to news and what to lose. The headlines that we lose, we uh, throw out the window, and we don't talk about them ever again. And the ones that we news, we will break down in the next hour. So, headline number one. Duo busted for observation wheel sex. Hmm. I'm going to assume a lot of buzzwords there. Vegas, probably, because that's what they call that giant Ferris wheel, an observation wheel. If you want to get someone to pay more than $10 to ride your wheel, you can't call it Ferris. You've got to go to observation. <laughs> Seems like it'd be more expensive. Uh, huh. uh, I think these people just 
you know, did it on a Ferris wheel. I'd rather you save that for a possible gay, gay, cray, cray coming up later ah. in the week. And I don't want to know anything about it right now. So I say lose it. Yeah, duo is very gender neutral. Very gender no idea. neutral, yeah. Okay, McDonald's, Fatburger, REI, and more attempt April Fool's pranks. This is kind of an overview of some things that worked and maybe didn't work. Okay, let's, uh, we feel obligated to tell you that just because I think people will get really excited like I did a few years ago when Google said they were going to uh, unveil their you could take back an email you sent. Oh, yeah, that was a good one. They're yeah. always pretty good about yeah, pranks and stuff. Yeah, I was pretty excited or... about that because I think most of the emails I send, I regret sending about 10 minutes afterwards. So, <laughs> uh, All right, I say let's... Um, but let's... they do kind of have that, though, now. They have like yeah. a 30-second one, but 30 seconds is... Like that, it could take 30 seconds for it to actually send. Let's news it. Okay. Connecticut prison tries new German-style rehab. Mm, what's German-style rehab? I assume that's someone... I feel really bad for who it is. Someone prison. going number two, I would imagine. I'm going to pass. <laughs> I'm going to say lose it. It's, it's too filthy. I don't okay. want to talk about it. I don't think we would be able to. And then finally, Jesse Smollett did not win a double a- an NAACP award, but he did get roasted. Yes, uh, I, uh, I did hear some of what Chris Rock had to say, and I look forward to sharing that with you guys as well, because I believe it is in our contract here that we have to at least mention Smollett twice a show. <laughs> we'll be back in a moment. We will news the stories we said we would news. We will lose the ones we said we would lose. And it's now the right time to tell everyone that Jesse Smollett is going to be the new evening host of Love Lines on this station. Uh, no, no, is Kevin, that's not happening oh, at all. April nope. Fool's, everybody. <laughs> be back after this on the all-new Channel Q. Drop the subject. We'll be right back. Drop the subject. How is it possible that an hour has already flown by? Us hanging out with you here on the all-new Channel Q. Allie there. Kevin here. Gay lady, straight man. That is the formula for... Well, actually, you got to add some red velvet and kale, I think, is how you actually have a recipe for success these days. But uh, we're in the mix as well. And uh, coming up later this hour... A woman who went through gay conversion therapy, something that I, I didn't realize. I mean, I guess I knew that was a real thing that existed. It's something I've seen made fun of more than actually. Oh, well, one of my all-time favorite LGBT comedies is But I'm a Cheerleader, which is about gay conversion therapy. Obviously, there's like serious undertones in there, but it's a comedy. And it's like, but this, it's crazy to think that this stuff actually happens and that it still happens as much as it happens. It's nuts. Uh, I remember Bruno, uh, Borat's character, uh, Bruno, the gay guy, went through that as well for the movie. But once again, it was for us to make fun of the concept because right. if you're if you're woke as we are and I don't like to use that term loosely or at all really um, I think that you know we find it comical that such a ridiculous thing exists however for so many people um, it's all too true Ali luckily was uh, grew up in a supportive family with 15 fathers and one mother and uh, and they were uh, okay it's the opposite of polygamy they accepted your uh, your gay lifestyle so you didn't have to deal with that other people do not have uh, that sort of support system in place and uh, sometimes they have quite the opposite and they are forced to go into this anyway joined by a guest it, it's a it's a heavy issue but I don't think uh, we will be covering it in a very heavy way um but uh, grace gone uh undercover is not the right word um but mm, no she, she's not undercover but she, she's on a she's basically on a mission yeah, to so. kind of open up these conversations about 
gay, uh, you know, you know, LGBT culture and religion and how they can live harmoniously. So our guest of the week joining us on a Monday, which means uh, the rest of the week there will be no guests. This is our one guest. Uh, anyway, Allie, let's break you mean down. We blew our guest load. We blew. We blew our guest load on Monday. Yeah, I think we can. In the, only in that exact order. And you change around those words in any way, shape, or <laughs> Big form. Problem. We both have to go to conversion therapy. Ah, damn. Uh, let's get into the uh, news it portion of News or Lose It right now. And uh, today, yes, it is April first, so you probably have uh, rent due. And more importantly, you don't know who to trust. Mm-hmm. Yes, exactly. April Fools. Uh, I mean, for people like you and me, it's just a way to upset your loved ones. But in the corporate world, it's a marketing opportunity. It's a chance to say, hey, we're clever. We're funny. By the way, remember to eat our burgers. Um, and here are some of the pranks that big companies have been trying to pull off all weekend and into today. And you can decide whether any of these are worthy of praise. Uh, of course, we can start with Build-A-Bear's funny idea called uh, of a dating service called Build-A-Bay. For over 20 years, we've been living our mission of bringing more heart to life by helping to create extraordinary friendships between people and their furry friends. And now, we want to expand our mission to connect people to each other. Is this that Skrillex song? Introducing Build-A-Bay, <laughs> our new and exciting matchmaking app that will bring more heart to your life. The dating scene is ever-evolving. And finding love isn't always... She just said the dating scene is every Volva. I don't know what she's talking about. That's a about. good idea for a dating site, every Volva. I would actually sign up for that one. <laughs> every Volva. Are you on every Volva? But our proprietary algorithm the Volva is the one who is about to the change everything. Bring more heart to your life. Build a bay. Coming this spring. All right. So that's not a real thing. If you're looking to find love through Build a Bear, unfortunately, you have been scammed. Yep. And this is the world we're in now. Someone will probably end up suing Build-A-Bear and say they're heartbroken because they couldn't actually get on Build-A-Bay. I couldn't find a bay. Uh, Uber Pogo Sticks. That was another one that was uh, released, obviously, by Uber. And I, I mean, eh, I feel like you could go with funnier modes of transportation than a Pogo Stick. No one's going to believe you that. You and I did funnier fake Uber commercials. Uh, remember we did Uber Chew? Yeah, uh, the, they come up and chew your food for that's you. That's right. The people are too lazy to chew their own food. They order it. You can order whatever you want. They'll come. They'll chew it. They'll regurgitate it right in your mouth like a baby bird. I mean, even that was uh, more realistic than, than a pogo stick. Uber pogo stick. And then we also do Uber... Um, we did something else. I can't remember. Yeah, there others. was like a series of three commercials yes. that we did. We should go. We should find, find those. Find them, track them down, and get them on the air. Uh, McDonald's. They did shakes in the flavors of their sauces, which, I mean, people always do. Like, there was another... Uh, Invisalign company that was like, and now it's lobster flavored Invisalign. Well, you know, I like to do different weird labels. See, the problem is the word is flavor, not flavor. Labels. Um, <laughs> pull that clip. <laughs> I have to say, every once in a while, in all of this ridiculousness of April Fools, there is something that comes out, and I think to myself, that's a good idea. Like Invisalign that tastes like probably not lobster, but an Invisalign that has a, like a, bacon. A fla- yeah, whatever you're into. That's a great idea. Maybe an Invisalign for the morning that tastes like breakfast, and an Invisalign for the afternoon that tastes like spaghetti and meatballs. That's not a horrible idea. You just dip it in whatever flavor you want. Uh, well, there was a different Invisalign prank that was from Smile Direct Club, and they were touting Invisalign for your pets. Mm-hmm. There was also REI did a pet-related one. They were um, advertising for travel excursions for your pets. Uh, there was also another pet-related one from a local police department who decided to introduce everyone to their new drug-sniffing rat. Oh, yeah, I saw that. That was a good one. On my feet as well. Um, Fat Burger, they tried to change their name to Skinny Burger. That's Mm -hmm, stupid. mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Uh, Fresh Direct, I like this one. Fresh Erect, they bring you an aroused man (laughs) with a head of lettuce. I don't want it. 
I don't want this trial see, over. Before you say no, you should see how he's holding the lettuce. It's fascinating. Oh, God. Um, they introduced everyone to, now I can't even say this, cock. <laughs> cauli- no, you, no, you can't, Alan. Cauliflower milk. Oh, cauliflower milk. Cock. I don't know, at least... At least so I think that's funny, because it's a whole joke about, you know, how right. they're making milk out of everything. And also how cauliflower seems to be the savior for all foods that people stopped eating, like pizza and everything else. So, I, yeah. at least they're... But if least... it was Fresh Erect, this would also make sense. Yeah. I mean, come on. Double down on Fresh Erect, baby. <laughs> uh, a website called The Metro, uh, they basically said that they are going to... That straight white men are now banned from their comments section. I think that was another kind of funny one. That's a good idea. Um, BBC announced a skip the sex button for their streaming service. So if you want to watch a show and you don't want to watch a sex scene, you could press skip the sex. Mm-hmm. I'd like the opposite of that. S- skip the dialogue. <laughs> it's just all sex scenes. All the sex scenes. So yeah, right. I mean, that's another one that if it was that idea, you'd probably be down for that. Some other people probably would too. It would be, listen, you're watching a show, all of a sudden your parents are in town, something's on HBO, you're watching it, they're next to you, you know something's about to get raunchy or erotic, the idea that you could just, without making a big stink about it, just hit a button and it would skip right past it, I'd be great. You know what else would be even more awkward is if your mom said, no, no. (laughs) (laughs) Wasn't wasn't there a Blumpkin scene in here somewhere? Where is that? Go back. Can you go back? I would like to watch all this. Rewind and slow-mo for me. The Royal Mint, this is what is funny when uh, old-timey you know, establishments like coin makers try and do April Fool's jokes, and their new minted coin collection was a 50 pence poop emoji. Yeah, you know. <laughs> just like a classic dad joke right. made by an old company. Right. I mean, like, just stamps, a, guys, I feel right? Like, I feel like the poop emoji kind of had its run maybe 2017. It's a little late for <laughs> totally. the poop emoji uh, pranks. Uh, and then this one, the Ultra Music Festival. Now, over the weekend, there were some reports coming in about another failed fire festival type concert on an island off the coast of Miami. 50,000 people were said to be stranded waiting for buses that never came and there was a botched fireworks display and video footage. And I mean, this apparently, I guess all the kerfuffle about it being a disaster was a prank. Though I still need to do a little more investigating on that because I think there were a couple of problems, but they released on their Twitter, on the Ultra Music Festival Twitter, late last night. They said, April Fool's, Miami's the best, you know, the concert was the best, and blah, blah, oh, blah. Oh, so blah. they actually did have a concert. I yeah, thought, I, I think there actually whole... was a concert. Got it. Okay. But I think that the disaster part of it was a joke uh, for the fire As we said festival. at the beginning, the world, is so, the world we live in now is so ridiculous on a daily basis. And I say that with ad, with products that are introduced to me through Instagram that are real, with real things like Firefest, with real things like the present that we have right now, that it's really difficult even in this to world. Tell. It's yeah. really difficult in this world. You can watch Shark Tank and 90% of those products, as far as I'm concerned, could be April Fool's products. They just ended up selling them and making a ton of money. Yeah, there was a new uh, apparatus for taking a better dog selfie. That could easily be a, yeah, a prank, that... but I think that's actually a real thing, and people will buy it. People will buy things because they're funny, pranky-type ideas, yeah. too. So, All right, well, uh, unfortunately, Allie, I know we were going to news more than just that, but our guest is getting antsy. So, we're going to take a break. You can come back in a moment, introduce you all to Grace, who's got a fascinating story that we will hear about next Gay, straight, or straight gay conversion therapy. Hmm. Are you saying you'd be willing to go to gay conversion therapy to make you gay? Only if you pronounce it like that again. (laughs) Drop the subject. We'll be right back. 
Drop the Subject. Yes, this is Drop the Subject on the new Channel Q. I'm Allie. Kevin's over there. And we are now joined in studio by a lovely lady by the name of Grace Baldridge. Welcome to the show. Welcome to me. Thank you for having me. Sorry, I was... I don't think anyone's ever said that. That's welcome great. Welcome to me. And welcome to me. Are you trying to talk dirty to us? It sounds like you're doing some dirty talk. Welcome to me. My good God. I'm straight, all right? You're not going to convert me. Yeah. Uh, and and I actually did have a chance to watch uh, the most recent video you have on Refinery29 about... Um, gay conversion therapy, but you yourself have not, you've been opening these conversations about the yes. LGBT community and their relationship to religion. You're somebody who c- considers yourself to be religious, right? You're Christian. Yeah. Um, but you yourself have not exactly undergone gay conversion therapy. You've no. just been investigating kind of how this comes about and, and how how people are dealing with it. Yeah, effectively, I, I we're trying to start a conversation with the show and I, I feel like with this first episode, that was something you can't ignore when it comes to Christianity and the LGBT community. Um, that is a huge issue that we need to discuss that I think is really uncomfortable for Christians to discuss um, and is really painful for the LGBT plus community and it's largely ignored. So, um, as someone uh, from a position of privilege in the sense of like, I like I have a really tough skin. My dad is a priest. I was raised in the church. I'm gay AF, but like I also feel comfortable to have these conversations. So I, I sort of felt a, a a duty to start engaging in them in a way that was like kind of accessible, funny at times, painful, um, and just hopefully engaging and hopefully thoughtful. Does gay AF mean you're a gold star lesbian? Because Allie over there, who, uh, you know, she's uh, gay AF too. I mean, she's married, she's got a wife and all that, but she's uh, she no got stars. a wife and all that, she that is. old song and dance. Yeah. Yeah, that old <laughs> you know that old gay thing. That's only recently uh, legal. But, uh, <laughs> but I'm saying she, on the other hand, is uh, she, was, she was with men for a long time, but really just because she was trying to steal their suits and wear them. Mm. Well, uh, sir, definitely not. I am definitely. What the question was? Am I a gold star lesbian? Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, you yeah, are. Yeah, I'm. I'm like. I'm the gay friend that I ask questions about straight stuff, and all my straight friends are like, "Oh my gosh, never ask that in public again." <laughs> Why That's did you great. think that? I, I don't. I think it's great. I'm happy for you that you. You know that you're straight. That's great. <laughs> then it seems like you're enjoying the lifestyle. Isn't it nice, it's, Kevin, to get that validation? You know, I, I gotta be honest. You're so brave, it, Kevin. It was you're great. So brave. Until, How do you? Do it. Until I had kids, it was great. Now these kids, you guys are onto something. The idea, get a Miata or a small car. Oh, we car. can do that now too. Yeah, we, oh, we got it. Oh, well, you shouldn't. I'll tell you right now. I'm a living, walking example of it. But I find it really interesting this world because it seems like such a date. Like if someone said to me, "Does gay conversion therapy happen in the year 2019?" I would say. Uh, that's usually something that maybe they tried in the 60s and then they got rid of it, but that's still very much happening now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's and it, shocking to me. Yeah, and there there is not enough legislation to prevent it from happening, and I think what you find when you look into it is that the language regarding conversion therapy is very coded, so there you won't go to a church's website and they'll be like, we have conversion therapy, sign up here! It's very coded and secretive, so I, I think it's important to shine a light on the, the places that are organizing this type of... Um, I don't even want to call it reparative therapy because it's yeah. not therapy, but you know what I'm talking like, about. The organizations that are behind practices like this and also to let people know whether you're a Christian or a member of the queer community, um, all like the major medical organizations have spoken out against this as effective. And in fact, it's so damaging and harmful um, to people who go through conversion therapy. So it's it's just a matter of I you know, had access to a film crew. I produced this with my best friend and um, we were able to talk about something that 
I feel like the Christian community doesn't want to deal with. They and don't want to talk about you it. You also talk to people who had undergone the therapy. Absolutely. It's, and yeah. and to, to hear their stories. I mean, like, I mean, you've talked to a lot of people that have undergone it at this point. What is, how did they get out of it? How did they find a way to kind of come out of this in a, with any kind of... Yeah. Um, I don't know. I'm, I'm hesitant to sort of comment too much on that just because it wasn't my experience and I think it's so different for each person. But I, I think that um, what I heard was a, a lot of people coming to terms with who they are um, and finding a love for themselves that the church was not extending their way and that sort of self-assurance and confidence. But that's that's really broad. Yeah. You know, I, th- I think everyone has a really different path. And that's sort of what we want to highlight with State of Grace is finding people with different stories um, and showcasing them because it's going to look really different, really varied. You know, we, we ended up speaking to someone who did not go through conversion therapy, but does identify as... Um, like a an ex lesbian, I, I know that she doesn't really like that moniker, and she's a, af, after filming. She's a, a good friend of mine. I would say we were texting this morning. Um, we disagree on everything, um, but I wanted to highlight different stories about the LGBT community and um, Christianity and the nuance behind it, because so often it's been painted like a black and white um, way, and that's just not accurate. Allie will oftentimes try to uh, do, I believe straight conversion therapy where she will attempt to convert me to do gay things. Okay. <laughs> okay. Now, now, okay. Now, let me ask you, why, uh, why, Allie, do you keep doing that if you're hearing how damaging... Are you asking Grace why I do this oh, no, to I'm you? I'm asking you this, but I wanted to make sure Grace was here to help buffer <laughs> this. Uh, I'm she, the referee. Yeah, she's the referee okay. now. Uh, I just think that your life would be a lot more fun. That's all I But say. you always convince me of things I'm missing out on, fun events. Mm-hmm. You'll, uh, you'll watch movies that I recommend and you'll say, you know, that movie's really, those guys are really gay in the movie. Movie. I'm like, mm. What are you talking about? It's yeah. Point Break. Yeah. Uh, so Point Break is a very gay you're, movie. You're, try, you're trying to convert my life. And Ali has this thing she does where anytime she sees anyone, no matter how straight they may appear, she'll say, and that guy's gay. And I'll be like, he's married with four kids. And she'll be like, yeah, whatever. Cover. Well, I would say appearances can be very, very deceiving. I I don't think if you were to see my wife walking down the street, a lot of people would not clock her as gay. But she was out when she was 15. Hmm. And so you never, appearances, you, you have no idea what, what could be going on, you know, behind closed doors. Yeah, but then, but then I have another friend who is, a, I, would, I would, if I'm going to be totally generalizing here, I would say he's a very flamboyant man. Somebody mm. that you would look at and see on the street and be like, that. That guy's definitely gay. Oh, gay Tommy? Yes. Gay, it's gay Tommy, yeah. No, he's, he says that he, I mean, he's he's like, everyone thinks I'm gay. I'm not gay. Mm-hmm. Like, he's he is in love with his wife. They have been married for a while. He, I mean, they don't have kids. He doesn't, they don't want to have kids or anything, but he he writes music. He's a composer, and he's he's just a flamboyant guy. Yeah. And he's like, no, I'm not gay. My Sorry, My brother everybody. is unfortunately one of the straightest people I know because he loves to talk to me about girls and stuff and he (laughs) went he specifically went to Vegas to see Cher in concert and he and he, well, he, he lost a like, bed or something. No, he loves Cher. Oh, like okay. his music taste is so gay. Right. It's all it's all just like gay icons. But he's incredibly straight. Wow. So that, you never know. It's a, it's the beautiful tapestry that is the human experience. And the point that I think you're trying to get out of all this, and correct me if I'm wrong, and I know you will, is that if you want to have a life where you are as gay as you want to be, as gay as you feel, but also have religion in your life, that can't exist. Yes. But I think like what you're saying is, and this would have been my thought, and I've admitted many times on this show, things that I'm totally ignorant about. I would assume that for a lot of people, they would say, I feel more welcomed by my gay community than I do by any sort of religious community. Oh, 100%. So I'm going to go, as you said, black and white, I'm going to... 
it's really interesting that something that is so rainbow can be such a black and white scenario, but I'm going to go all in on my gay world yeah. and, and completely turn my back on religion. I mean, and I think that's really understandable because of the, the the way that they've been ostracized by the Christian community, the way that my community has been absolutely othered and oppressed by um, the Christian community and uh, specifically within uh, politics and people that hold positions of power, um, our own vice president, m- like informing legislation um, based on a very ignorant religious dogma. And I, I think that... I just wanted to give voice to the fact that there are affirming churches. I'm a member of one of many, and you don't. We're not asked to come talk at conferences. Christians feel really uncomfortable with our theology, but there is a theology there, and I would encourage other queer people who find comfort in their faith to seek it out because there's spaces for you. But largely, what we hear from the Christian community is like, "You're not welcome unless you change." Well, did you, when you got married, did you have a religious wedding? Yeah. Did you get married in a church? We got married outside, but we got married by one of the priests from our church. Okay, because yeah. when my wife and I decided to get married, we were told we couldn't get married in a church. It was like, no, there's no church that That's will not true. do that. Well, yeah. They're like, oh, okay. It was a budget situation for Allie. <laughs> Churches are cheap. I <laughs> don't pay for a venue. I'd rather get married in a church. <laughs> true. It's just a donation. Right. Usually. It's yeah. like pretty easy. Um, but I remember at uh, we were at another friend's like, rehearsal dinner. And there were a lot of Jesuits there, and there was a Jesuit priest there, and he was like, by the way, just want to let you and your fiancé know, I fully support you guys, I'm so happy for you, I would never be able to marry you, but I'm really happy for you. And I was like, that's kind of like this backhanded, like, I support you, but I'm also a part of this religion that would never allow yeah. me to actually support you. And it's like, but then, so your words kind of mean nothing then Exactly, because you're, you're still subscribing to a belief system that others me yeah so that's what i'm not equal that's the thing problem that i have is that like i went to catholic high school and and i and i you know felt very close to that religion for a while but then i felt like okay this religion as a whole is very rejecting of the community that i feel like i'm i belong to so i don't like i it's hard for me to find a place there at mm-hmm. all yeah. because I feel like the, it as a whole is like, no, we don't really want to subscribe to this. And, and I know and I, I could find a place mm-hmm. there, but as a whole, I'm just like, come on, can we all just decide to change this? Yeah, and I, I think that's sort of what State of Grace is trying to do is highlight those communities because I, I don't think that they are as funded. Um, they're not as loud as some of the, the people that would speak out against the queer community and that's sort of what we're trying to give voice to is that there are these communities that are accepting and we should not be shy about it because the people that are against us are certainly not shy. Right. Well, it's too late because Allie went all in on Scientology. Oh, ah, damn it. Lost another one. Why uh, did you think I came here? I was going to give you a stress test. This, yeah. uh, this is Grace. She's our guest of the weekend. Uh, she's not going anywhere. We'll be right back. We've got more Drop the Subject uh, discussion about this and other things we have planned for you after this. Drop the Subject. We'll be right back. Drop the Subject. What you don't realize is that song was actually gay conversion therapy. April Fool on you, Grace. What? Yeah, that's right. I don't know if you could convert me to be more gay. No, it was the opposite. I'm dyslexic, so I don't even know what we're talking about anymore. I'm confused. Wait, which is your Everyone's bi. Is that the world we're in? Everyone's yeah. bi. Uh, our guest in studio, our guest of the week, uh, Grace Baldridge is with us, but you may uh, know her probably from uh, her... YouTube show, uh, State of Grace, perhaps the articles as well. Uh, you're a real advocate. You know, people say uh, me as a straight guy. I don't want to say I'm a hero, but here I am, <laughs> oh a straight my gosh. guy. <laughs> 
<laughs> on an L- LGBTQ uh, uh, radio station. And I just want to say, what a choice. I, I'm going to go ahead and take my title and bestow it to you right now, because I think you're much more deserving of it than I am. I mean, I, do, I don't think either one of us are well, deserving, but thank you, sir. You're getting people talking about something, which is a, a topic of conversation that is difficult to have, especially because so many of the people I would imagine that you've discussed that have gone through this. No one's. No one goes to this by choice, right? There are a lot. Uh, people are forced into this for the most part, right? They were forced yeah, into it by I, family. Yeah, I mean, or... again, there's sort of a nuance to that because everyone's experience is different. I think it's it's hard with regards to choice because if you are conditioned to believe that who you are um, is a sin. Um, and right, there's that something that is told choice, to you, but it's not. It's through like kind of brainwashing. Yeah, through, yeah, through through a, a different sort of warped lens, I suppose. Um, if you're told that there's a, uh, a camp, a, a, a group that you could be part of that would help you to mm. get rid of this sin, um, I don't know. I wouldn't. I, I wouldn't necessarily say that it's a choice for anybody. Um, or that obviously it's not effective. And that's just not me saying that. That is every single uh, medical organization. What I, what I also found really interesting about um, the State of Grace uh, episode that I saw was when you were talking to, because I've I mean, been to Pride many times. I always see the people with the signs yeah. saying, you know, like, you suck, you're going to hell. Adam and Eve, not Adam and Steve. Right, all that stuff. That and I sign. Really and clever signs. I've always really been told, okay, don't ever engage with them, like, just ignore them, you know, blah, 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 because they're just there to get attention and, like, you don't want to start anything. Mm-hmm. And then to see at the beginning of this, you talking to those people, I was like, oh, wow. Yeah, Because Ruben. that is really terrifying for me to think about like actually reaching out and being like hey let's sit down and have a conversation like this is gonna go well yeah so what like what made you want to have those conversations and what were they like like do you have a different perspective from talking to people like that and a little more understanding behind what a lot of us would say crazy you know beliefs that I, are very I, extreme. I'm not sure I can say I have a deeper understanding because to me, I just so fundamentally disagree with their interpretation of scripture and the way that they're showcasing it. I I don't know if I can really understand that commitment to that sort of representation of the Christian faith. What I can say, though, is that I, I did recognize Ruben. It's not the first time I've spoken to someone in that group. It's the first time I've spoken to someone on camera um, as part of State of Grace. I... I feel this strange sort of compulsion. I I got lost last year at Pride with my friends because I got stuck talking to a guy from the barricades named Christian, and we were sort of laughing about he's Christian, I'm Grace, and look at us, we're on opposite uh, sides of the barricade. <laughs> and I, I think that um, because they are, uh, essentially they're saying that we pray to the same God, I have to engage with this person and be like, man, like I feel like we're reading something different because this is not coming across as very loving um and i and i do feel fortunate in the sense that i have a, a really thick skin so there's not much that they could say to me that's going to sh- certainly shake me in my faith or my identity so it's just sort of how i've been and um my friend tina who produced this uh was saw that and was like we got to you know, you got to do this um, on camera to showcase that it, it, it is possible to reach a dialogue. But I, I'm not sure with people like that, you're going to walk away feeling like it was productive. Bare minimum, at least I was able to put a face to what I think they feel is like a very blurry group of people. You know, we're humans, we're American citizens deserving right. of every dignity and right that you have. Yeah, I, I think that I wouldn't. My my <clears throat> instinct would be to not engage because like you're not going to get anywhere. Yeah, it's not like I'm going to convince them. Like, oh, you know what? Fine, I'm going to put this sign down, and now I get it. And it's, it, I guess, 
the end in sight is not very clear. But the fact that you're willing to sit down and have those conversations regardless is pretty, I mean, I admire that 100%. If I was an alien landed on this planet and had to make a decision based on just signs alone, I think I would definitely go pro-gay. The signs are way better done, way more clever. I uh, agree. Better penmanship. Mm-hmm. Oh, you're sign- talking about like the actual signs. signs. Oh, yes, I yes, thought yes, you yes. were like the sign. If, there, no, if no, I was an alien, I'm, I'm not, seeing I'm signs. I'm not smart enough to speak uh, figuratively. Or, uh, I'm talking literal signs. <laughs> literal here. signs. Literal signs. Okay. I'm just yeah. saying, if I land... There's nothing deeper. <laughs> if I land in the middle of a gay pride parade and there's uh, the uh, protesters there and I go, I got to pick a side here. These guys aren't getting along. I go, I got to go with the, the better signs. Uh, no well, question. yeah, they are more colorful. Uh, no question. And they are more clever. No question. I completely agree. Grace, thank you for sitting down with a couple of idiots for a little bit. I know you're probably used to speaking to uh, people with far more intelligence than we, but uh, here at uh, Drop the Subject, we don't uh, we don't have a lot of guests that we w- were uh, excited to have in here to talk about a topic that we've never... Ali, we've talked about a lot of dumb things. Mm-hmm. I mean, oh, we yes. mentioned the word Blumpkin on the air <laughs> no. today already. I mean, Jesus. <laughs> yes, and Uber Chew, which we know... Yeah, we have, we'll play that for you in a moment. Yeah. Uh, but uh, this is uh, exciting, and uh, people want to uh, follow or keep abreast of everything you're uh, up to. Where do you want to send them? Your uh, Yeah, um, you can just follow me at, at Grace. Grace Baldridge. Um, that's for Twitter, Instagram, all that stuff. And um, check out the first episode of State of Grace. If you just type in State of Grace, it should probably pop up on on YouTube through Refinery29. And stay tuned because we're hoping to turn out some more episodes very soon. Yeah, I definitely recommend anyone watch it. It was really fascinating. And you're doing some really amazing work. So thank you. Thank you, know, you so much I'll for having me. I'll definitely be watching Once you're done future episodes. tackling the uh, the whole uh, gay conversion thing, can you work on the CrossFit people? Because they, uh, they're they doing some brainwashing I, too. It's funny you should bring that up because I always, my pet peeve is when people say like the homosexual lifestyle. I'm like, it's not a lifestyle. CrossFit, that's a lifestyle. Right, right. Like, that's a, that's <laughs> a lifestyle. We'll work on that next. All right. Yeah. Uh, be back in a moment. This is Drop the Subject, the only channel cue. Drop the Subject. We'll be right back. Delivery just got easier thanks to Uber Eats. Now you can have a stranger bring you food other than candy for a change. But just because you're too lazy to go get your own food doesn't mean you should have to go through the frustrating hassle of chewing your own food. Now introducing Uber Chew. This new companion service to Uber Eats will make sure that your food is pre-chewed and ready to enjoy. No more exhausting big bites or waiting for your dinner to cool off. Uber Chew will pick up your food order and chew it for you. So all you have to do is swallow. Just $1 for the first chew and $0.25 for each additional chew after that. Search pricing applies. Don't have time for that? Who does? Now with Uber Digest, we will pick up the food that you crave, chew it for you, swallow it, and let the digestion begin. All you have to do is pay. So don't waste your day cooking or picking up your own dinner like a peasant. Instead, let Uber do the driving, chewing, and digesting for you. Uber Chew, leaving your mouth free to thank us. Drop the subject. Uh, sorry if we got your hopes up about that Uber chew. That was just a... Uh, that was a prank. Uh, April, <laughs> April Fool's, we got you, losers. We did. We put work on from three years ago and recycled <laughs> it to make another prank new again. <laughs> that wasn't even an April Fool's prank. I no, was it was a typical Thursday. Um, can now I under, tell now people... Now you understand why we've been through four radio stations <laughs> in two years. Now you get it. Uh-huh. Now you get it. Just a glimpse into the past for Joke's you. Joke's on us. Uh, hey, do you want to win a trip to New York City to celebrate Pride Weekend? Well, then listen up. Nah, it's a joke. Don't listen. She's, this is real. This is not a prank. You uh, could be going to New York City 
June 27th through June 30th. That is when Pride is. And Channel Q and Schaffer Hoffer Grapefruit, Jesus, Grapefruit Pomegranate oh, will Jesus send is you. For this Jesus wow. will send you anywhere, really. Happy early <laughs> it doesn't Easter. have to be New York. Uh, you and a friend could go to the biggest pride party in the world. Uh, one of the biggest, anyway. They will provide you with round trip airfare, a four night hotel stay in New York, and then um, you can also enjoy pride of course along with everyone else so head on over to wearechannelq.com for your chance to win and of course keep listening to the new channel q for all the details shopper hoffer grapefruit and pomegranate are helping celebrate pride with you as long as you're over 21 and so is your guest all right thank you once again grace for hanging with us today and bringing us into your world a little bit that was our first ever guest of the week but fear not uh, we'll have others I'm sure at this rate our next one should be three months from now so yeah. get ready mm-hmm. and uh, I don't think you scared her away or anything no no she was very nice gave me a nice um, one of those far away hugs you know where you hug someone but you don't actually want to touch them <laughs> she gave them. you like a chin up like, yeah she gave, so. me, she gave me a chin uh, on the way out the door which means she liked us uh, mm-hmm. pictures up at our social you can check out there at DTS show for drop the subject thanks again for your support here this radio station uh, thrive and really only lives on your support. You listening, telling people, downloading, etc. So thank you for that. Tomorrow, Just the Tip Tuesday is back in a big way. Uh, plus, we've got some other things to get into. Ali and I will be back tomorrow. Same gay time, same gay station. Um, I think that's all we have to say. Oh, did I ever tell you, Ali, I love you? What? April Fool's. Oh,